What's up, Sandies? Welcome back to another episode of Sand, a podcast about Dune. I'm Lance, and I'm here with uh, my other host, Molly. Uh, Molly, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, Lance. How are you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing all right. The weather is getting really hot already. That's true. I know. We had our we had our two week spring, and it was awesome. Yeah. it was great. Now it's now it's hot. I don't know why I always <laughs> talk about the weather when you ask how i'm doing well it's it's like standard (laughs) human talk (laughs) let's get to some movie talk shall we so i've i've pretty much blanked on what i watched last week (laughs) entirely (laughs) i know that i i watched shit um but not not in my memory bank so what i've got for my list is and it might be because i i did watch this extremely stupid brain rotting show that i hated <laughs> and you watched <laughs> the I whole watched... thing no i didn't watch the whole thing i watched half of it but it's kind of like my kind of trash so whatever it's called the wedding coach it's just about weddings like yeah trash oh yeah it sucks and it's just a comedian who like gets in she just gets in the way of everybody's weddings anyway it's really awkward and uh then i watched what lies below 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 not beneath below <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a 2020 film. And then I watched A Time to Kill. Oh, so, objection, Yana. What? <laughs> I said objection, Yana. Objection, Yana. Sustained. No, he's sustained. He's real lazy. <laughs> that, the judge. Um, I guess I'll talk about that movie because it's really the only worthwhile thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you can ask about what lies beneath because it was really crazy. So A Time to Kill, I hadn't seen it. You know, my sister's a huge fan of legal thrillers. That's her fave <laughs> genre. Um, and I am becoming a, a fast fan as well because I liked The Firm, which was another John Grisham one and with mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. But this one has Matthew McConaughey, Sandra Bullock, Samuel L. Jackson, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a great cast. Oh, what Kiefer Sutherland. Blech. Anyway, I forgot it's... that he's in that. <laughs> yeah, he's. I feel like it's like that role is the equivalent to taking like a gonorrhea ad on the subway <laughs> as an actor because it's just like he plays like a real nasty, real gross white supremacist, father of uh, a child okay. rapist. Yeah, um, KKK member. All the all the hits. It is really entertaining and really good. Pretty long. Matthew McConaughey is super hot in it. His wife is played by... Oh, God. Doesn't matter. But she's always, like, glistening with sweat. Like, a a nice southern perspiration. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, In every scene. There's not one scene where she's not completely, like, coated in sweat. 
So it has. Wait, which character is that? That's his wife. His like angelic wife. Is that Ashley Judd? Ashley Judd. Yes. Yeah. Country country star Ashley Judd. (laughs) So yeah, it's really good. It was really entertaining. Great, you know, twists and turns. Feel good movie of the century. It is kind of, I mean, some of the scenes are just, I had to skip because they were too brutal. The whole point of the movie is that Samuel Jackson is on the stand because he murdered these two men who raped his 10-year-old daughter. Pretty bad. Skip that part. It is definitely like a white feel-good race movie because, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's like Samuel L. Jackson gives a pretty good, you know, speech at the end to Matthew McConaughey. But like the movie is about white lawyers being heroes, which unfortunately is a genre I respond to. (laughs) But I'm aware that I'm that it is like... A weird now it just was like okay well this is kind of strange i doubt i don't know in reading the reviews everybody's like this is the most important movie especially now we need to be watching it it's like i don't really think it totally nails it <laughs> as far as mm-hmm. uh yeah but it is perfect for that genre a joel schumacher joint okay a guy who i just used to just i, I was just like oh he's he's poisoned like he he makes terrible movies <laughs> and then as i grew older i realized oh no he just like will take the money and make the movie how he wants to make it mm. and, which is usually very like he wants to make it like sexy like pg sexy oh yeah it was <laughs> definitely that <laughs> that's so funny it was super pg sexy i mean that's part of the rain everywhere and like yeah. you know they like get drunk like there's a very it's i don't think there is a single sex scene but it is quite sexy in the movie yeah mm-hmm. i'm i'm assuming guy, lots of guys with their shirts off oh yeah or wet with wet like rained on shirts that's <laughs> yeah. One thing. yeah matthew mcconaughey always has his shirt pretty much unbuttoned mm-hmm. looking distressed yeah, yeah. Uh, joel schumacher is the only director that has like hyper sexualized jim carrey <laughs> oh wait when what <laughs> In, um, oh, the number 23. Oh, what? He's sexy in that? Well, yeah, there's like scenes of him, like without a shirt, playing the saxophone with <laughs> rain in the background. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty great. And then it's pretty great. Because that's the one where he's like 23, 2, 3, 5, 6, 9, 2. This is the number of fingers I have. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and there's there's the this secret in a book that he finds, uh, mm-hmm. and a, a clue to the book is that the name of the author is Top Secrets. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's a pretty it's a pretty amazing movie. Yeah, it's it a pretty amazing good. movie Honestly, because it's I real bad. I watch that. It sounds kind of perfect. I don't blame you. Okay, so then you there was only other one other thing you watched, right? So I guess I'm asking about that. What lies below? Below, yeah. So I turned it on because it looked like a Lifetime movie, which there those are hard to find, really. Like I wanted to watch Sybil, the one with um, Sally Field, but it was kind of hard to find where she plays like multiple personality disorder. Person. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I really wanted to watch that. I've just been in the mood to watch, like, a real trashy, soapy, like, dumb, lifetime movie. And so this one mm-hmm. looked like it because it was, like, a Dirty John story where, like, the mom has a new boyfriend mm. and the girl's coming home for 
uh, from camp for the summer and you know what's he's way too handsome and way too nice <laughs> but <laughs> so it's it does start off like that even though I couldn't watch it because the direction was so bad like <laughs> it was like close-ups and then he would just like move from face to face super fast and like j- like jankily and um everybody looked different all the time the acting was so bad immediately the girl the like teenage daughter is super horned out for this you know like 40 year old man of course which is just like what i I, like i hadn't seen that late like it was jarring to see in a modern movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like the netflix vibe i was like oh this is just not sitting well and then um pretty quickly you learn that this guy is not entirely human shall we say because he's like this marine biologist guy with his is he a fish man yeah he's a fish man he chokes on salt water like pretty quick and like i feel like almost like scales pop (laughs) he like looks around so yeah anyway yeah he's uh, spoiler alert he is a fish man wow he eats her period blood okay oh my god whoa (laughs) whoa they're canoeing and she just free bleeds I guess. And then he scoops it up and eats it. Huh. So, you know, it was trying for that sort of, uh, you know, like a little bit further than these typical movies would go. I might go back and, because uh, I was telling Lynn, I just read the synopsis. <laughs> I watched like mm-hmm. 20 minutes of it and then I read the synopsis. And the synopsis itself was quite entertaining. So I might go back and watch it. Did you um, get to the point in the movie where he is revealed as a fish man before you read the synopsis? I thought that he was going to, like, ritual sacrifice her for some weird, like, monster thing. Because it did feel like that. Like, he's... Oh, he also is a really good swimmer, like, right away. (laughs) (laughs) He, like, swims in from, like, halfway across the lake. No, I didn't know it. I didn't know for sure he was a fish man until I read the synopsis. That's interesting. Because one of the movies I watched was Mm. Waterworld. Oh, okay. (laughs) Where Kevin Costner is a fish man. Nice! Cool. Summertime. Yeah, super summertime. <laughs> I watched Waterworld, Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, Cold Pursuit, Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs, oh. <laughs> and uh, I finished the cue into the storm. Most of these are not good movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, they all sound some... very watchable. Yeah, they're they're all yeah they're all pretty watchable. And kind of all over the place on the uh, enjoyment scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will talk about Cold Pursuit just as a warning. Oh, okay. To, to, not, to not watch this. <laughs> no, movie. that was the one I was going to ask about. I thought it sounded good. Cold Pursuit, which I think we talked about this bef- on this show before. I watched the movie Arctic with Mads Mikkelsen, uh-huh. <laughs> and f- for the first hour, I thought this was Cold Pursuit. And I was waiting for him to like get revenge on a on a ice town. Oh, this is the Liam Neeson movie. <laughs> this is the Liam Neeson one, where oh, he's a, like a, okay. a snowplow driver mm-hmm. whose son is immediately murdered in the movie, mm-hmm. and he decides his wife leaves him, and he decides to go on this like uh, <laughs> revenge plot to to find out who you know why his son was was killed. Well, he died of a he died of a heroin overdose, but we we see him, them the bad guys inject him with heroin to to kill him. <laughs> okay, how does he know? He just 
said he just knows that he's not a heroin user or something. Yeah, he says to the coroner, "My son's not a druggie." Okay. <laughs> Uh, which I thought was funny. He says it like three times in that movie that he's not a druggie. My son's like, not a druggie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> druggie. That's exactly yeah, that's like such an old-fashioned word, too. Because the movie knows we've seen this movie a million times, right. and they all have Liam Neeson in him, that it just gets right to his wife immediately leaves him, and he like goes on he like starts sawing shotguns and like prepping himself like immediately to like go find people uh, and i kind of got excited because i was like well it's getting right to the point i like that uh-huh. i know what <laughs> i know what i'm in for uh-huh. and, and i was just like really excited to watch the different ways he like gets tough with these drug dealers but it is literally the first like hour and 10 minutes of the movie are him going to a guy punching him until that guy tells him who she, he should go punch next <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he wraps that person in chicken wire there he kills them wraps them in chicken wire and dumps them in the river and that just keeps only happening over and over no! and over again <laughs> better start this he's like oh you gotta go see gary now they all have <laughs> They all have stupid nicknames like Limbo and Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and every time someone gets killed, you gotta see two it has legs. a little RIP like yeah. where it says the person who died's name on it for some reason. They're so proud of that. Um, yeah, I guess so. Uh anyway, it's terrible. Okay. It's really terrible. Mm-hmm. If you do decide to watch it, watch the first like 6 minutes and then jump 45 minutes ahead. <laughs> and then cuz he finally does get to the point where he like you know, goes on a killing spree, and that's kind of fun. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I guess that was um, that was responsible since we did mention that movie a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been a casual recommendation. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't sound very good. Yeah, it's, it's real is bad. Is the crime ring even cool? Oh, no. Oh, man, the bad guy is so terrible. He's mm-hmm. such a bad, bad guy, and he thinks he's so good. He thinks bad he's, good. like, such a good villain, but he's just, like, so annoying and so dumb okay great (laughs) um well i guess i'm curious about q that okay yeah i thought it was really good uh naomi and i watched it and we had a conversation afterwards which was just like well who is this for yeah like which you know what i think it's just like to me it's it's not gonna like do anything other than it clearly shows who Q is. Like they clearly are. We're like this is Q. Like there's no that question guy, like, about Raymond who Q or is. Something? Ron. Ron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Spoiler for who Q is. It's, it's Ron. <laughs> Ron. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, who? Uh, Callan Lambert. Our friend Callan Lambert on on Twitter pointed out that that was so stupid because we could have called him q or ron this whole time <laughs> top secrets or what's it called <laughs> top secrets top secrets yeah but i do think it is like it's an interesting just like examination of that mindset uh that kind of sends people into q holes you know like it's pretty interesting the documentary does have to kind of bend over backwards to not immediately just admit right away 
it's a hundred percent. We're a hundred percent sure this is who Q is because it seems like they were like, we're going to try to look at everybody and Mm -hmm. I'm going to have all these different suspects. It it seems like they started shooting and they're like, oh, it's this Ron guy. It's so clearly this (laughs) Ron guy. It sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the documentary does kind of try to bend over backwards to avoid just saying like, oh, I immediately Mm -hmm. knew it was Ron. Even though the whole time you're watching it, you're just like, this is Ron. It's, it's, it's Ron. <laughs> but they eventually, like, kind of nail him to where he essentially admits to being Q, which is fun, you know, fun that they uh-huh. finally get to that point. How do they do that? Do you want me I, do you want me to tell you? I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me. I don't think I'll watch it because QAnon was such a flash in the pan. I mean, it was, a, like, a bright, weird, loud splash, but... Yeah. 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 I mean, it's... Yeah. Evidently, those the QAnon people think it's fake news. They're calling this documentary fake news. Okay. But anyway... So he has a he has a like a, a relationship with Ron. The whole time Ron is saying I'm not Q. Anytime he says something about Q, he's like I don't know why he did it. I, you know, I'm not Q. I don't know who Q is. Like every <laughs> yeah. time he talked about Q. <laughs> if I were Q, uh, yeah, like, maybe I'd have some insight yeah. on this. But honestly, the movie the the documentary is a great character study because that guy's just fucking weird. He's a weirdo. That guy. <laughs> so like towards the end of Q's life online ron just started posting as himself mm-hmm. and started trying to get people to like do their own and you know investigation into things and like really learn instead of like posting his cue and the documentary the the filmmaker's like on a call with him and uh, ron is like so now i'm just trying to make sure that people you know think for themselves and like become become uh, investigators you know and it's all it is is that uh, I was just doing it for a couple of years anonymously, and now I'm I'm doing it in the public. Which, of course, anonymously, what like what else would he be doing it as? It's anonymously, Q-anon. other than Q. <laughs> and then, like they both, him and the filmmaker both start laughing for like forty five straight seconds because they both know like he just fucked up and admitted to being Q. Oh my and god! And then he like, then he like laughs, and then he just goes, "But I'm but I'm not not as Q. I'm not I'm not Q." <laughs> <laughs> wow cool yeah all right it's 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 fun i mean i mm-hmm. i i thought it was a pretty good documentary it's, it's I mean, enjoyable it's for us you know like liberal right. snobs <laughs> oh yeah totally totally just absolutely to enjoy and yeah no i'm just kidding but it is kind yeah. of you know that i think is probably the audience cool well we have a couple of letters that came in the old uh sandbag Woohoo! shake that so... thing out <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so the first one we got, we, we, you know, we won't dox these people. We won't say their names, mm-hmm. but we appreciate the emails. The first one was just, you know, very some very kind words about enjoying our podcast. And um, they had a theory on the word lustration. And yes. they did not think that the word had to do with lust, but about illumination. And then it being related to the word luster. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was an interesting thought. Yes, I liked that he said, I don't think this book needs another freaky sex ritual. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, had to, I had to agree. I had to say, yeah. you know what? Completely we maybe agree. did push it too yeah. far with lustration. Yeah, completely agree. Even though it does sound like masturbation with lust. Yes, absolutely does. And, <laughs> yeah. and who knows? Maybe that is what it is. Maybe it's some kind of ritual church, you know, sex in a church thing. Yeah. But I like, yes, I like it too, that maybe they just sit in a temp, like some kind of temple and a hole's cut out in the roof and the sun beams in and they just look upwards. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then we had a uh, another a person who I, I believe has written in before. I'm not yes. 100% sure on that. And uh, they wrote in saying this book is bonkers. And they gave us a couple <laughs> choice passages from the book that they that they really liked. The first one being, oh, to be as others were, blind in that safest of all blindness, living only the hypnoidal half-life into which birth shock precipitated <laughs> most humans. Which I don't know how that got past me the first time I read it, because that is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> it's totally bonkers. Like, that is a hell of a way to say, mm, is it just being in the womb? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. to be as others were. It's so crazy, the whole thing. Living only in the hypnoidal half-life. Yeah, no, that's exactly what they, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. to be as, like, as ignorant as a, as a baby, right? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, in yeah. the womb. Yeah, totally. In that safest just... of all blindnesses. And isn't that true? It is dark in the womb. Yeah, I just imagine Frank Herbert writing that and being like, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> the writing flows like spice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think we di- didn't we point this one out the second one out. Yes, I think we have. We tend to really notice when the book uses the word flesh. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> light up. <laughs> and the passage was, "And me, what a catalog of fleshy recordings I am, <laughs> or am I? Am I? Yeah. Okay, uh, again. <laughs> yeah. Fleshly recordings. Fleshy, fleshy fleshly. recordings. Oh, fleshly." fleshly fleshly recording so that it's just again like just memories <laughs> that's it i forget the context it must be like lives lived fleshly yeah that recordings. would make sense yeah so a full life sense. lived yeah. but I sure mean, yeah <laughs> you could say lives lived <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but then we wouldn't have the book that we do this is true yeah, so thanks for sending those in. We uh, we love we love to get the mail. Yes, um, we, we do. We appreciate it. Yeah, and I thought um, that was I thought that was pretty funny. He was just really going in on how <laughs> that was the subject. Yeah. This book is bonkers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Speaking of which, shall we shall we uh, get, get to it? it? Yeah, d- get it, Dune. <laughs> get her, Dune. Uh, all yeah. right. So we read chapters 29, 30, 31, and thirty two. One of which is very dense and pretty long and the rest are pretty short so we did start with ganima after having just brainwashed herself into believing that leto is dead yeah and but she's also suppressed her emotions about that as a fremen so she is mm-hmm. holding down a lot <laughs> yeah do you think it's something that she can ever get back yeah they like, say that the memory of leto yeah but of what yeah. exactly what happened oh yes i think so i think that's what okay. happened when they say they're they're like ancient word for golden path. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what it is. Like the snap out of it. Yeah, and it's like, thing. whoa. Yeah. It just seems weird. Like it just seems like it'd be really easy to accidentally lift the lid off that and just be like, oh yeah, shit, I'm not supposed to remember this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, put it back, put it back. So yeah, she gets back to the CH and <laughs> she's, she's, she's like crawling around in the reeds mm-hmm. and she sees this guy, Palambasha. Well, she long. I just want to note that she longs to see Faridun's blood spilled. So, oh yes, yes. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, because... cool. We hadn't really like gotten a real enemy yet. I didn't know who her enemy was going to be. So, right, yeah. And it's 
funny because it's i wonder if she would really feel the same way if she didn't think that paul was dead i know that's what i on honestly like the next chapter i have a lot of questions um Uh i don't even know where to start with my questions but it seems like they're forming kind of an alliance with ferritin so i'm surprised that she would want to kill him because it seems like it's all part of the plan but they must have two different plans does leto have a different plan than ganema now (laughs) well i don't know because leto was like kind of keeping things from her and we don't is yeah so So she might be setting something in motion yeah just that will eventually fall apart yeah right or not we don't know we'll we'll find out i'm 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 hoping i'm hoping as well but yeah so she she's crawling around the reeds and sees Mm -hmm. this guy uh uh, palambasha and he is a traitor who she quickly realizes is working for house carino Mm-hmm. Um, and she does realize that oh there's probably a bunch of them in this <laughs> yeah she dish. realizes it because he's like whapping on his <laughs> his little control for the laws of tigers he's like trying oh, that, to yeah because he's again. like where are they <laughs> where are they come on pressing his big red button yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has a giant antenna it's just one big box with a giant antenna and red button just, come on yeah <laughs> yeah that's right so she starts like making a poison dart yeah, this uh, is cool. Which is cool. She like mm-hmm. uses uh, a needle from the frim kit, uh, and then does she use one of the reeds? I can't um, remember I what she remember. makes there. I don't remember what she uses this as the tube, but yeah, she she makes a poison dart, and then she starts deciding because Palambasha is there with uh like a a woman from the Siach, and she has to decide which one that she should poison first. Yeah. And so she chooses Palambasha because she knows that Muriz, um, the woman, is like kind of a weakling. Like yeah. would crack quick under torture. Yes, pressure. exactly. Yeah. So exactly. she's like, okay, obviously that'll be easy. Because Palambasha like lost maybe his father or something. In the Fremen, in the war, in the jihad, it seems like he lost a lot. Right. Yeah, so she she, she shoots Palambasha who like dies while standing up? It seems. <laughs> it's like he, dies. he dies and then he like slumps. It's like she's yeah. like, yeah. He like grabs onto the woman, like slumps completely yeah. down. And she's like trying to hold him up. He thinks it's a bug that bit him. He's like yeah. slaps it away, thinking that it was a bug that bit mm-hmm. him because she saw these bugs and she decided, oh, they'll think it's a bug. And yeah, then uh, Ganimo runs up to uh, what's her name? Muriz, Muriz, that's right, and pokes her with the Chris knife and is like, mm-hmm. "He's already dead." My knife is poisoned. You may let go of Palambasha now. He is dead. Yeah, is she's still like looking. <laughs> <laughs> His arms are like completely hump. Yeah, she's like, "Come on, let's go." <laughs> yeah, because. <laughs> Because it's even like, because it says that she said something soothing to him, like, oh, oh, a little mosquito hurt. Come on now. And then he laughs and then immediately dies. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, get, get it together. <laughs> yeah, but that's a short one. Did, did you have anything else about that one? No, no, it was uh, atmospheric. I just liked picturing that little transmitter. And no, yeah, whapping it. him yeah. whapping the side of it. Yeah, and like when does this thing work? Does it got batteries? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Looking for the batteries. 
Um, okay, so in the next chapter, I think that the the quote at the beginning is cool because it's like all about symbol, like you know how power structures will use symbols that you can't detect maybe to like control what's meaningful. <laughs> it was trippy, and then it was by Irlon, which is cool. It was like right, yeah, kind of like it. It had like conspiratorial undertones to it. Yes. So I liked that she was getting a little QAnon-y. Yes, I, I remember thinking that when I was reading that one, that it felt QAnon-y. And I was also watching that documentary, so. Yeah. Yeah, so this chapter, yeah. which is super dense mm-hmm. with just exposition and- Lots of plot. And plotting and planning plotting. and, yeah. <laughs> Arguing about, like, six different plots. Trying to decide yes. which plot to go with. <laughs> Jessica and Duncan are tied down with- Sugar water, wire, sh- sugar wire, sugar wire, sugar wire, sugar wire. <laughs> it sounds sugar like sugar. Wire. <laughs> sugar wire. <laughs> oh, bring me another glass of sugar wire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, it is hot outside. I'm yeah. so good. Oh, sugar <laughs> wire could use a glass. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so uh, they're they're speaking to Faraday, or rather Faraday speaking to them, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's been revealed that this is at least s- slightly in the future. Like it's it's some time has passed since the last chapter we read, mm-hmm. because news of Leto's death has already you know traveled around. How do you think it travels? And- I guess in an ornithopter. <laughs> <laughs> Like a newspaper gets in an ornithopter and flies. <laughs> yeah. I think you can send communique, like interplanetary communique. Through what system? I don't know. Radio? radio space radio? Space I mean, how radio. Else space did... radio. Yes, I'll yeah. go with space radio. That feels right. <laughs> Ooh, I would love to Cisha... tune into yeah, late night Arrakis radio. That Where they just say it's still sandy here. Yeah. It's still hot and sandy. Uh, because when Sisha gets a message at one point. Okay, yeah. She has that cube. That's but yeah, so right. she... Yeah, so Faradin's talking about how um, Leto is thought to be dead and Ganema is now under the custody of Alia. Yeah. And then Alia has agreed to the trial of possession. But like, but Why? Well, we don't know, right? This is like right, that's why that's I'm saying right. it's like it seems like a jump. We've missed some stuff, but he's also saying that there's no. It doesn't seem like it. It may happen at all because no yeah. one knows when it's going to be or anything like that. I feel like the wildest out of nowhere fact is that there's been this civil war between the city fremen and the desert fremen. Yes, huge fact. Yeah, like, like a keep- war. <laughs> <laughs> just started like we haven't heard anything about that really uh-huh like there wasn't even really like i guess i guess the hint would be that one scene where the desert fremen take the city fremen hostage but those are the water stealers that's not even like the water stealers are even part of a different background than the than the desert fremen and the <laughs> uh, imperial fremen right like you'd think we'd have some like pamphlets being spread around or something like yeah yeah, some Something. insurgency. <laughs> Instead of just Stilgar going around being like, man, it was so nice when we had bricks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it's just it's just bizarre to me that it comes out of nowhere and then he's just just as casual about the fact that they're going to meet in Stilgar's sitch to uh, that's acting as neutral ground so they can discuss trading hostages yeah which we also know nothing about but and it's rumored that Ganema might be one of those hostages yeah that is crazy that feels like if we're talking Dune books, like the book one, book two, book three, that feels like a solid book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just yeah. seems like we've missed a lot that we've yeah. got to that point. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Agreed. But we are. That's where we are. <laughs> that is where we are. Um, have we gotten to the point where Faradin, where it says that Faradin's wearing a golden elf shirt? Oh, I forgot about that. I don't know elf if we made. have. Yeah. That was such a weird. I mean, we could talk about it, right? Yeah, it might be in the next chapter. Yeah, I just want to talk about it for a second because, like, um, I didn't know there were elves. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> here it is. It's, it's right at the beginning. He wore okay. uniform shorts and a light golden jacket of elf shorts open at the throat. Sh- I guess I skipped over the shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He's, he's, shorts? He's, like in real, he's like in real summer wear. He's like wearing a, <laughs> he's wearing essentially like a polo. A caftan. With- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just got some cargos on. <laughs> shorts? <laughs> That's it so says weird. uniform shorts. <laughs> but yeah, elf silk. Elf silk. What? I mean, there's no... They're not suggesting that elves exist in this no, world, right? Ca- they can't. They can't. They can't be. That is a whole different genre. <laughs> like We have not talked about any kind of creature... Outside of worms and people, and right? Mice. Yeah. So I can't, I can't really comprehend. But maybe you know, maybe there are elves. Elf shirt. <laughs> elf silk. Elf silk. I yeah, think there elf are silk. elves. I think there are elves. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. There must be elves, like you know, maybe galaxies away that they could somehow access. It's a big mystery. I was like, elf, elf. Underline, underline, underline. A light golden jacket. It's like eighties, like what's that called? Yeah. Like lac lacrime. That's what I'm imagining. Kind of like a roller disco vibe. And he's in hot shorts. He's like wearing one of those eighties, yeah. like zip up <laughs> hot shorts. He's roller skating. All right, I like this guy. It just says a very fine and exquisite silk, such as preferred by the great houses for clothing. So everybody's just agreeing to collectively skip over elf as a word that has uh-huh. meaning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. I don't know. Maybe it's like, you know, pixie cut. It's like, you know, like, oh. it's just something we use as some kind of comparison. Okay. That's pretty good, but sad. <laughs> yeah. So when Sisha comes in and she's got this cube that yeah. has a hologram in it, like a hologram message, it's <laughs> it's weird. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, and... it's kind of like a, a magic eight, eight ball. It's like maybe what I imagine. Oh, yeah. You know, like how it kind of shakes and comes to the front and then. But it follows your eyes. Like as you read it, it follows your eyes so that wow. it knows where you are in the message. Which, Pretty cool. I mean, get on it, iPhone. <laughs> yeah, so she has this message and it's a message from the Bitty Jesuit yeah. saying that they they're pretty sure he had Leto killed. Yeah, they're pissed. They're, like, about to start war. 
And that's where Faradin, like, starting to really separate himself from his mother and just being Yeah, he's like, like nope! I didn't agree with this. <laughs> yeah. Nope, 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 nope. Not me, not me, her. She's the bitch. <laughs> she did it. Exile her. Get rid of her. <laughs> yeah. And just, yeah, because just like, like Jessica outed Aaliyah in front yeah. of a bunch of people, he's outing his mother in front of a bunch of people. So that's when Jessica starts talking about it's it's so strange. This chapter has a lot of people saying, This is what people are going to do. This is what people are going to expect. Here's one way we could go. Here's another way we could yes. go. So it gets a little confusing as to mm-hmm. what people are actually saying versus just predicted to be saying. But Jessica's yeah. saying that people will suggest a union between him and Ghani. Which he is open to, but wants to wants to let Arrakis play out. Like, whatever's going on in Arrakis, he wants that to play out for a little while mm-hmm. first. What do you think when Sisha's original plan was? I think that she, and this is what drives Faradin crazy, is I think she thinks like Shaddam 4, and she's just like, kill, kill, kill. Uh-huh. She doesn't have a big picture. She's just like, let's go get him. We need to get them. Yeah. And that's why she thinks that he's like a little nerd because he wants to plan everything out and really think about everything. He wants to go to his books. Yeah. And Jessica starts saying like, well, you've fallen right into Aaliyah's hands here. You've really, mm-hmm. you really screwed up by kidnapping us. Everyone mm-hmm. thinks you did it just like she wanted you to, everyone You're to. You're pinned. Yeah. She got you. And she does this thing that's just like, it seems like. It's like a trick that only really dumb people would fall for because she's just like, you know, the only way to undo this is uh, have me free tell me. everyone I came on my own for <laughs> yeah. you just like free me so that I can do whatever. So they'll believe yeah. the story. Yeah. And it works. <laughs> yeah, it totally works. Farron was like, all right, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah. And meanwhile, when Sisha's just throwing a fit she's screaming stomping around her face is yeah. scarlet yeah like, yeah <laughs> yeah and i love that she's just like don't listen to her and Faradin turns to she's a witch Taikinique. yeah, yeah. Faradin turns to Taikinique and says what do you think have i been witched <laughs> and then, when she's like you've both been witched <laughs> <laughs> and it is funny that it's just like especially now that you've said that it was just a really dumb like double like reverse psychology yeah yeah yeah. and they're all just like witch witch and i also like that um jessica says there will be a screaming fight once mother and son get out of here yeah it seems like jessica just like really doesn't like winsisha no and she wants to like fan the flames there Mm because she tells faradin that he'll have to of course denounce her his mother and banish her (laughs) just like (laughs) she didn't have to say that she just wanted to say that in front of winsisha Uh (laughs) uh-huh banish me yeah and so then there's some talk about who ganima is gonna marry and who faradin's gonna marry is faradin gonna marry alia well i guess they haven't brought that up yet but is ganima gonna marry faradin it seems like, because Faradin even says when they get to uh, him talking about how it's a rumor that Aaliyah is going to offer herself for you know marriage to him, mm-hmm. he seems like he's considering that too. It just like it really seems like there's we, we don't know what people are planning to do at all. 
It seems yeah. like everything is an option here. It's hard to talk about this because they do just sort of like smirk and like kind of slyly do these little bats back and forth. But then it's hard not to just say what the plot ultimately becomes. Yeah, there is a lot in this chapter. I don't, I honestly don't think it matters that much the no. order that it exactly. comes in. And so th- they didn't know that Duncan was Alia's husband. <laughs> Which is funny. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like They're they just have like all this, this intel. Yeah. He even talks about how like great his spies are. <laughs> yeah. And he's been reading up on all of the history of yes. like Leto, Leto original Duke Leto and his loyal companions. And Duncan is one of them. So what? He's just like, who? Duncan? Married? I've never heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were some random guy. So Duncan starts to. Mintad out. Yeah, Mintad out. Mm-hmm. And point out that he says that Faradin will be expected to kill both him and Jessica. Well, okay, but first it's that Jessica suggests that Ghani and Faradin marry. And she right. kind of throws it out as her suggestion. And then Duncan is like, what does he say? He says the Bene Gesserit want what they've always wanted, a universe which won't interfere with them. Which sends Jessica also kind of mentatting. Well, she goes into her oh, little that's right. like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, what what does she call it? Um, oh, mnemonic trance. Yeah. Oh yeah, cool. She took two deep breaths and triggered the mnemonic trance. Rolled the data through her mind, came out of the trance and opened her eyes. It was done while Farad and moved in front of her, which was like <laughs> she just does it so quickly. Yeah. And just decide, like, just learns all the shit. Yeah, I love that because first I love first min- um Duncan goes into his mentat moment. And, mm-hmm. like, has Mintat moment. And then um, Jessica, it, like, launches Jessica into her mnemonic yeah. trance. And so it's just, yeah. like, <laughs> like, people, like, they're moving so fast, <laughs> really. Yeah. Duncan says his thing, and then Jessica's like, wait, what? And then she, yeah. like, snaps into yeah. it. And then she's like, oh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. she tells him to stop talking. Yeah, yeah. He's saying that it will be expected that he kill, Farad and kill both him and Jessica. Mm-hmm. And that... Faradin and, and Ghani wed so the sisterhood can keep the, you know, they step in and and take mm-hmm. control over the two of them, essentially. I'm assuming that they think the new Quetzet Satarak will be birthed yeah. from the two of them, right? Could be. Seems like it. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then that's where Jessica, like, kind of goes into her trance, and then she's like, oh, yeah, the sisterhood lied to me just uh-huh. to, like, get me out of the way of their plot. Yeah, they still hate me. And then that's where Faradin talks about how Aaliyah might want to marry him. Yeah, and that's when Duncan flips out and yeah, I, like tries to kill himself. Yeah, he cuts his wrist with the with the shigawa. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has a real like evanescent moment. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, but it seems like right it was triggered right because Faradin was talking about sending Duncan back to. Arrakis and it seems like that's the point where Duncan like goes nuts and starts cutting his wrist wait I'm trying to find it because it what there was something that triggered it yeah that Duncan Idaho should be sent back and then he says pain is a function of nerves pain comes Mm -hmm. as light comes to the eyes effort comes from the muscles not from the nerves in order so that he can have the strength to do this Mm -hmm. and so is it just that he's so torn up about Aaliyah? I can't tell if it's that he just doesn't want to go back to Arrakis. Like, if he, like, the idea of him going back to Arrakis 
to face her again is just sounds so bad. He doesn't want to do it. Yeah, but then it doesn't even work. So it is. And Jessica says there was always a bit of foolishness in Duncan. So is this his human side She's just coming like, out? Silly Duncan. Silly Dunk. Oh my god. <laughs> Relax. Try to kill himself. Silly <laughs> Duncan. To kill himself, Chill out. Yeah. Calm down, Dunk. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. I mean, you know, we'll we'll see it, but. Faradin spends a fair amount of time trying to figure out why he did it, too. They move on really fast from his suicide attempt, too. Oh, like, yeah. Because... <laughs> they just um, keep talking. They're like... Letting, yeah, they like, just keep talking. He's bleeding out. He's, <laughs> yes. like, cut, he's severed an artery. Yes. And, like, people are running to go help him, and they just keep talking about their plan and their agreement. Yeah, he was like, I'm well aware of Aaliyah. You know, they're still doing their stupid, like, I'm clever, you're clever, I'm clever. They've got a bit of a thing, an energy. <laughs> That's right. Because after after Duncan does that, Faradin is like, I didn't say I was going to accept his Aaliyah. Like he <laughs> thinks that that that's why Duncan yeah. like cut his wrist. Mm-hmm. And Jessica's like, that's not why he cut his wrist. But Jessica seems to know. Then what is it? Yeah. She says, you're not that stupid. Stop pretending with me. I don't know, but he finishes with them and they put him in a floater chair, which like, why didn't they right. just do that in the beginning if it was effective? Well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's so weird because at the be- <laughs> right at the beginning of the chapter, Faradin's like, oh, maybe I'll just go ahead and let you guys get like out mm-hmm. of this shig wire, like just let you go. But he doesn't mm-hmm. do it. And then it ends in, you know, Duncan, yeah, pretty uh, bad. Duncan like trying to kill himself. So, yeah, then that's where Jessica is just like, well, are you going to ban Winsisha and Faradin? He says, it seems a reasonable bargain. Like, yeah. I, and it really seems... his mother from the what planet. Is, what does Faradin want out of all of this? He just, like, wants to be Paul. He's, like, so... That's atre- what it seems like He's, like, like dressing up in yeah. Atreides, you know, garb. He, like, wants desperately Jessica to, to mother him. He actually... It seems like he wants Jessica to be his mom. Yeah. I mean, well, man, he gets so horny when she starts talking about how she'll train him like a Benny Gesserit. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I would want that more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, whoa. Okay. Jesus. Settle down. <laughs> and yeah, I'm horny for knowledge. Oh, that's what he said. He says, the one offer I cannot resist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he beams. Faradin beamed at her. So he's sold on that, I guess. That seems to be the only thing he's getting out of this bargain. Jessica gets away with her life. Duncan gets away. Like, they don't, they're not forming some major power allegiance between the two. Yeah. Faradin's just banishing his mom, and Jessica's Mm -hmm. lying and saying that she came just to chill on Seleucus Secundus. (laughs) Yeah. So that brings us to the next chapter, which was also pretty short. Yeah. Just Letters riding just worms. Riding a worm on the way to Jakarutu. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we get a little bit of the history of Jakarutu where we kind of like yeah. find out like what it what you know, what the deal was that it was the uh the water stealers were just like hardcore Fremen that would just like snatch up any other Fremen they saw and steal his water. Mm-hmm. including like you know taking the water from his his body and his blood the yeah and they lived in jakarutu and then the other fremen like came and just swatted them out like i guess killed most of them 
Yeah, and then so the Fremen just agreed not to go to Jakarutu anymore to just like let it be haunted. It's yeah, like there's a bad ghost history town. there. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says that there that it sounds like Paul had a really negative vision. It's like he like negatively manifested things and they're stuck in the worst of his Okay. He mm-hmm. says it had fallen into the worst of Paul's vision, which I thought was interesting because it was like that there are still multiple possibilities, I suppose, for his vision to exist. And this was the mm-hmm. the worst version of it. So, like, the kids were kind of needed to get it back on track. Yeah. And he's going to stick to the golden path, right? Which I guess means he's choosing to undeify Paul. De-deify. Right, because that's what he says. De-deify. Right. Yeah, de-deify. De-deify. The manspring of a religious insanity had been wound tight and left ticking. That is a pretty good line. Yeah. A terrible glove will restore the balance. <laughs> I knew you didn't talk about that. <laughs> Again with this hand. Yeah. A terrible glove will restore the balance, Leto thought. Presently, he slept. <laughs> so he just like, is he passing out on this worm? Yeah. Imagine just seeing a little kid just taking a nap on the back of a worm. Oh, so cute. Yeah, he's just like lolling about. <laughs> Mouth open, snoring. I, w- I don't think I could fall asleep on a on a worm. But I don't know what a terrible glove will restore the balance could mean. Yeah, I. it probably has something to do with that dream he had, right? I feel like there was a glove involved. Well, the preacher had his whole hand spiel. Right. The hand of God. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. It was nice, nice having some desert time. We talked to, he he does some more romanticizing of like a pre-technology world of a mother, you know, a babe on a mother's hip and oil lamps Mm -hmm. by the fireside. (laughs) Right. You know, community. Life expectancy of 24. Yeah. Yeah, just anybody could be out to murder you, including tons of giant worms. Yeah, yeah. And you never could ever drink water, ever. Right. <laughs> you would just die of thirst pretty quick, and they yeah. would leave you. And then probably uh, totally desecrate your body for any useful <laughs> tool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like, I don't know, it seems like glow globes and lasers are kind of okay. i don't see how that i don't know like a glow globe's really doing anybody too too much harm before the glow globes (laughs) (laughs) uh so that brings us to this next chapter which is just ferritin spying on duncan who's Who's trying to go talk to jessica he's sitting (laughs) on a bench (laughs) i think it's really funny Watching reason. these, yeah, like security footage yeah. of Duncan. And he just keeps asking himself, why did he cut his wrist? Like over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah, he can't get over it at this point. Yeah. Even though he was not, didn't seem too affected by it at the time. Why did Idaho try to kill himself? Yeah, and he's like, why Why is he trying to go talk to Jessica? He knows I'm watching him right now. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't know who I'm watching him right now. I mean, both of these are pretty good questions. I don't, and he says Idaho is not acting like himself. 
and that maybe the, you know, he kind of um, wonders at the Tillilaxu origin of him. He touches his own eyeballs. <laughs> yes, yes, to kind of like feel them. Yeah, and wonder what it would be like if they were metal. Is that why? I mean, that's <laughs> it's like touching. He's like, is this? He's why? like, is that <laughs> why he's so eyes. weird? Metal eyes. Yeah, Faraday squinted his eyes, trying to see past the skin of this man. I don't think just watching him is going to help. Especially like a video or whatever he's watching. Like a, <laughs> yeah. Is, I don't know if this is a hologram or whatever, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm imagining this like target cam. <laughs> right. And so then he starts saying like what, how cool it would be if he was like an Atreides and if he, his mm-hmm. Sardaukar were like Atreides fighters and mm-hmm. <laughs> if he had loyal friends like the Atreides do. Yeah. Um, he's just yeah. like, and if he had- I wish I was Batman. Now I am Batman. Yeah, he turns around with his metal eyes. (laughs) Oh, wait, is this the chapter that we, or was this a long time ago, that we discovered that he has contact lenses to cover up his spice addiction? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. We just, it was randomly found out, because he truly is, like, obsessed with Paul. He probably got addicted to spice because he learned about that. Yeah, now he has to cover it up, which is, it's weird that he has to cover it up. I mean, I guess it would just be pretty, like, a weak thing to be like, oh, yeah, I'm totally reliant on something another, my enemy planet produces. But yes, you're right. He just, yeah, he's doing all this weird Paul cosplay. Now Jessica's <laughs> my mother and Duncan is my best friend. Why would my best friend try to kill himself? <laughs> oh, my God. What about this one? Faridan knew it was a subtle and deadly game he played, but he had prepared himself for this possibility over the years ever since he'd realized that he was more intelligent, more sensitive yeah. than those around him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <What? laughs> Fucking pompous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> oh, you're so smart. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, Faridin, I kind of like a little bit more this chapter round, mm-hmm. just because he is, like, he's weird. He's he's weird. He's chaotic, really. Yes. I just want to see what he decides. Like, yeah. I, they, I feel like they're setting him up to have a cause, other than just wanting to be Paul. Yeah, he's very just, like, single white femaleing Paul right now. <laughs> totally. Oh, and then he gets really grossed out thinking about, like, um, a baby having to drink its amniotic fluid. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's like, bleh. Yeah, he's like, oh, God, I can't believe it. Oh, it's so disgusting. I was like, I don't know. That's not that gross. Like, that's kind of okay. Well, I mean, there's plenty of other weird stuff. Like, they wear still suits. They drink their own piss and sweat. Like, <laughs> all day. Constantly. Yeah, all day. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> it's like way worse. Yeah. The water of thy conception. Found himself revolted by the idea. Like, oh. And then he wishes he could have talked to Leto too about it. Like he's some celebrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems that he's ultimately quite sad that he doesn't. He has ordinary awareness. Right. He's just an ordinary right. boy. Even though he has, he's smarter than his mom. Right. Well, he's more smart and sensitive than anybody around him. Yeah. Yeah. His, like, guards and servants. Right. 
all those idiots. Yeah. Yeah, and then he watches Duncan go talk to Jessica. Also, okay, you know, he's, like, thinking about Jack and Neek being into this new religion, but wasn't Jack and Neek just into it to trick Faradin into liking it? But is he keeping the charade up, or is he now just really into it? (laughs) That was one thing that I was, like, kind of blown away by, because he keeps talking about how fucking smart he is, and he still hasn't caught on to the fact that his (laughs) mom told (laughs) Jack and Neek to to get him into uh, Moadib's religion, and he totally did. Yeah, and he's just like, wow, an interesting morality it has sprung within Jack and Eek. <laughs> Different than how you, like, it's just, yeah. it's like. I mean, he even, like, asked him if it was his mom that got him into it. Why? Mm-hmm. He should know. It's just weird. Yeah, but I think it's just more like old Fremen versus new Fremen kind of stuff. Cool, yeah. So anyway, yeah, he just um, sees him go into Jessica's quarters. And that's where we are. I'm excited about this next chapter because the intro is the a full page long from the mentat handbook which sign yeah. me up i want some mentat skills yeah seriously that's a good book to read mentat yeah. handbook <laughs> yeah that's a good book to read cool well that brings us to the end of those four chapters we'll mm-hmm. be reading 33 34 35 and 36 right for... that's 33 through 36 could that's be 33 right. through 37 if you just added it right but it's <laughs> Four. <laughs> Wait, what do you say? Four, four physical, one? yeah. F- <laughs> it's one four, less than four. One less than four. Yeah. One less than four. Yeah. <laughs> one less, yeah. So, as always, yeah. like and subscribe, please. Uh, five, yeah. stars five stars on iTunes. <laughs> Send us an email. Send the podcast, or right? Send the podcast at yeah. gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We love to hear from you, and we will be back next week. week. Yep. Yeah. Same time, same place. That's when we do it. Uh, <laughs> Fridays. <laughs> 1 or 2 a.m. What should we say? Oh, what about a terrible glove will restore the balance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of <laughs> long. Do you what do I also else? like about that is just like terrible glove. Ba- like It feels like also I wish he had said a terrible glove will destroy the purpose. Because, <laughs> like, because that would be terrible. Is that what you mean? Because no, it is weird t- for it, the glove to be terrible, yet restoring the balance. Well, of course. Oh, yeah, to restore the balance. Because it's just like, he said terrible purpose and terrible and glove. And these words barely mean anything to me right now. <laughs> and so they're just like thrown out. Sort of yeah. like, and I like them being mixed around. Like a purposeless glove restores the ter- the terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, Yeah. A gloved terror will balance the restoration. <laughs> will balance two plates on his hand. <laughs> so until next time, a, a terrible, terrible glove, glove will, will restore, restore the, the balance. balance. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Bye.